There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. One and only of a fabulous Don Q. everybody doing out there today it is sunday december 10th 2023 and it is a very rainy stormy night evening i should say here in the free state of florida Whew. I'm recording this right now it's 5 526 on your fm dial um and it's really coming down so hopefully I don't lose power. <laughs> Not that it would. Well, I, I wouldn't lose much, except for I would. I would. I would sound like this. So, welcome to the show, guys. And, and we need the mic so we can hear my sultry sounds here of the uh, the PCGC. I'm a little preoccupied by my soundboard. So anyway, and you know what the craziest thing is? It's you know. Okay, so it's December tenth, right? You know. I don't know if you guys decorate for Christmas or whatever, and uh, I do. My wife enforces the decoration rules around here. And uh, so outside, you know, I bought this nifty little thing. It's called a uh, it's called a Christmas tree. It's cool. No, it's a... Uh, I'm sorry, I saw a reflection, and I was freaking out. I thought I had to get my gun real quick. No, I'm joking. But seriously, gun. Um... It's made, it's made by Tinkerbell. It's the name of the company. And I saw it last year. Uh, every year, what me and my son would do is uh, we'd take our, my flagpole and we'd make a Christmas tree with, with Christmas lights. And it's quite an arduous task. Well, last year, I saw this thing by a company called Tinkerbell. And um, it's it's cool. You just hook the fucking thing up to your flagpole, to the, to the rope. And you hoist it on up like you're raising the flag. And kind of... It, I, it, I'm going to make it sound easier than it really is, but then you just kind of stake it out and you make a Christmas tree and it's done. Not quite that easy, but easy enough. 
And uh, so it's really storming outside, and I'm I'm worried about my tree, man. Uh, it's a 25, 20, uh, 20 foot flagpole. I, the wind's kind of blowing out there pretty good. So hopefully everything's copacetic with that. Anywho, so uh, I got I have two awesome things to talk about today. And I don't think I'm going to get to both of them. So I think this is how we're going to play this out. I'm not going to two-part it because one doesn't necessarily have to do with the other. So this will just be the show it is. Um, I, I know how I am. So chances are I'll go too long on this first subject to get into the next subject because you know I like to keep the show under you know at or under an hour so I'll probably just talk enough on this first subject to uh, to keep this one show and then good news for me is I already have the other show done cool anyway um the question I'm asking myself and 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 I'll explain all of this in a minute and I want to ask this question give you something to ponder about for a minute in my opinion with the things that are going on and I'm going to talk about all those things today I personally believe that this could be the closest we've been to civil war since 1861 you heard me correct and I'm going to explain everything about what I believe could possibly be in our near future and I'll explain why but before we do, or before I do, there's no one here, it's just me and a bottle of water. <laughs> but before I do, um, let's get let's, let's conduct some business real quick, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please make sure that you are sharing this with your friends and people that need to hear this information and uh, that you're following the show. Make sure you subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything, although they're trying to get me to do a Patreon. I just don't think I'm up for the task. Uh, if you choose to support the show, guys, go to the DTOM store. The link is on the podcast app. And once you're listening to this on, that will help support the store or <laughs> the show, I should say. Um, in my opinion, a Patreon, I could sit here and say, oh, if you pay me $5 a month, blah, 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 whatever the dollar amount would be. Um, why? I, I know I try to cover things that other people aren't talking about and probably maybe it is valuable information. And maybe you could sit here and say, well, why would I go to your DTOM store? You already said you could do this. It's not costing you more than $70, $80 a month. So why would I go buy a shirt or a tank top or a sweatshirt or whatever? And here's the reason why. Because I'm telling you to know. It, be, because you're helping us out. You're helping the movement. You're helping just... I Look... I know times are tough. I know things are tight. I know gas is expensive. I know groceries are expensive. I get that because I have to buy that stuff also. I'm doing a show, and it's, and I don't even want to say for entertainment. This is for y'all's entertainment. I'm not going to say that because this, in my opinion, <laughs> isn't entertaining. There's no entertainment out of what I talk about. It's, it's more of a warning, and I don't think I should have to charge you guys for a warning. Thus, the reason why I won't do a Patreon. Now, there's enough of you guys that listen to the show that if you get a shirt, if you pay 30 bucks for a shirt or 40 bucks or whatever it is for a sweatshirt, seems like a lot of money. I get it. It's no more than what you're going to pay for a sweatshirt or a t-shirt anywhere else. You're helping me in the sense of now someone might see you with that shirt and be like, what the hell is that? Don't tread on Marika. What is that? And you can say, it's Marika, some bitch. 
Listen to the podcast. You, you see? You could be on the train of the movement of the DTOM train are rolling. And you could say, you know what? I was one of the first motherfuckers to listen to this joker way back when, before he made it big. So that's why I'm doing the things I do, folks. And that's all I have for you today. Have a great day. No, I'm joking. Uh, but on that same note, guys, please, if you're on social media, you can follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Uh, the Ticker Talker. Drink recipes. I've told you this a hundred times before. I'm as soon as I'm done doing this show because it's Sunday night and I don't work on Mondays. I'm off Sunday Monday. So here's what's going to happen today. And I encourage you guys, if you're I, surely you're not going to be listening to it. You might, maybe you will, but you'll listen to it the next day or so. If you're on TikTok, follow the show. I'm doing a drink thing after I. As soon as I'm done doing this, as soon as I'm done recording this. I am going to do a drink. And the thing that I bought, or I should say my wife bought, was an early Christmas gift. I'm doing a review on this thing. And it is cool as shit. I encourage you, if nothing else, go to the TikTok and watch this video I'm going to do. It's going to be cool. Anyway, um, also, we are on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at Don't Tread on America or Don't Tread on America, some bitch, dot com. And uh, all those links are on the podcast app and what you're listening to this on. Uh, check them out. Follow the show. If you would so choose to drop me a line, you can. Um, or, you know, as a matter of fact, had a gentleman today. Um, I'm going to look it up again because I don't recall. Uh, I Well, I do recall basically what his name is but i don't want to mispronounce what his name is so i'm going to look again uh, i won't actually give his name uh his whole name i'll give his instagram name it's a uh, big john rogers i believe he's newly following the show on podbean if i'm not mistaken sent me a uh an instagram video uh, about whiskey and uh, what and I've actually seen this video before on on TikTok and on on uh, reels, and it's true. You know what what whiskey says about a man. It's it's true. No so, thanks, John. Like I said, guys, follow me on Instagram. Don't tread on Marika. <laughs> I'm fucking y'all when I say that. Don't tread on America uh, on uh, Instagram and on uh, Facebook. And you can send me stuff like that. It's cool. You guys know I drink whiskey. It's not a it's not a big secret. And uh, uh, you know, I get a kick out of it and give you a response. You can, John, you know, thanks, buddy. Anyway, on to the show. Here we go. So I asked the question, or I made the statement so much, and, and it's and in my, and it is in my opinion that I believe that we are the closest we've been to Civil War since 1861. And now let me explain real quick. What do I mean by that? Now, me saying Civil War is no different than probably a hundred other podcasters saying the same thing. And they never really go into a reason. And I've even talked about Civil War before. And, and I think I've even missed the point. As, long, as well as just about every other podcaster I've heard say the same thing. And... Uh, let's see, how do I want to place my words here? You've heard other people, you've heard me 
talk about po- um, about podcasting, about civil war, and uh, we we refer to it as the right versus the left, or the the woke versus the the realist, or the 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 uh, pink cats versus you know what I'm saying. It, and we and you see memes and you see these people that are you know uh, maybe they're transvestites or maybe they're just uh, weird looking people they're you know whatever you know what I'm talking about and you say oh this is who we're gonna be fighting in civil war blah 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 and and I've even gone to the point where I've said I don't think so <laughs> because as much as we want to believe it's gonna be the soy boys versus the the strong boys so to speak I don't think that's the thing you see they the elusive day that i always talk about it's not about it's not about the soy boy for example versus the patriots and we're not talking about football (laughs) it's not about that the the whole point of what they want is for us to all be divided they want the Patriots to be here, and they want the Soy Boys to be there, and they want the BLMs to be here, and they want the Antifas to be there, and they want the, you see what I'm saying? They want to categorize us and split us up into groups, and that is being led to you by Pfizer. No, by the media, well, by Pfizer, but by the media, and that's stage one. That's the first part of what the government or what they, I don't even want to say the government, what they, the elites, want to do. Now, when I say they, and I say the elites, and I say the government, the the ultimate um, conjunction of them together is is the truth. Now, not everybody in the government, not everybody, is a horrible person, and and I don't want to skip around. I want to kind of stay in order. But why do I believe that this is the closest we've been? So, if you guys recall history when we studied if okay let me see how do i want to place this i don't write a script guys this is all off the top of my head so i'm basically just having a conversation with y'all okay so if you recall your history and i don't know how much and and this is going to be focused mostly towards our u.s listeners now i'm not segregating anyone else from around the world that's listening to this and you might know the history just as well or better than some people listening to the show and that's cool you're welcome into the conversation um if you recall history and and we're going to talk about the civil war of the united states of america 1861 1865 we we have a misnomer in this country nowadays when we when we hear the words civil war and we talk about Abraham Lincoln in the North versus the South and all that stuff, what are we told? What, are, what does the media even say when they reference civil war? They reference the civil war, Abraham Lincoln and all this stuff, that it was a fight against slavery. It was a fight for freedom. It was a, you know, whatever the different taglines that, that they use. And when I say they, I'm talking about the media. What, why do they say that? Well, they say that because it's, it makes it appear that the South, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully because it, it kind of was about slavery. I'm not saying it wasn't, 
But that's not what started it. It wasn't like the North said, I don't like you having slaves. We're going to war. It wasn't about that. <laughs> it, it That was a part of it. I'm not saying it wasn't about that. That was a part of it. Essentially, the Civil War, and I'm not going to give you a history lesson. I'm going to base it like this. Essentially, the Civil War was about the sex, the sex. It was about sex. Succession. Okay. South Carolina wanted to succeed from the Union. Uh, the Union said no. And then a few other states followed suit. The Union said no. They said, fuck you. We're doing it. And the Union said no. Thus, essentially, without going through the whole history of what happened, that's basically what happened. Then you had something the uh, Sumner Fort in, in South Carolina shot, blah, blah, blah. War started. Okay? That's essentially just the Cliff Notes version of what started the Civil War. Then history evolved over the next hundred and so years that that the Civil War was about slavery. And it, it was, but it wasn't. It was in a sense that the, 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 the federal government, I guess I'll just put it like this. We won't say the Union, wanted to abolish slavery. At the time in the South, cotton was big business, and they needed slaves to pick their crops and save them, you know, to make them more money, essentially. In, in essence, it's really, it's no different than what we're dealing with today with corporations, in all honesty. If we want to get real about it, slavery 160 years ago is was no different than what we're dealing with now. Well, Don, that's crazy. We're not being whooped. We're not being beaten. We're paid a wage. Okay, but is it a fair wage? Do you honestly feel that you're living your life to the fullest and you bust your ass every day no matter what you do? No matter what your job is, you bust your ass, don't you? So, in a sense, it's a form of corporate slavery. But... The federal government gets their piece of pie, and I'm not trying to go down this road. This, I, I, this is how my brain works. It's like squirrel. But when we talk about succession, we want to look at one state in the union right now. Now, when I say we're on the precipice of civil war, I'm not saying tomorrow. This could be something that happens in the next two, you know, anywhere from a year to three years from now. Well, Don, that's a broad stroke. You're rushing. I get it. I get it. But we tend to look at history that it happened instantly. And it didn't. <laughs> South Carolina tried to succeed from the Union in 59, if I'm not mistaken. Civil War didn't start until 61. So you understand what I'm saying? Nothing moves that quickly. It just seems like it because we we read history in Civil War. And that part of the Civil War in the, in the history book might have been a paragraph. So it seems like it moved fast. You understand what I'm saying? But everything step, everything starts with, with one step. And that one step right now is Texas is getting one step closer to leaving the U.S. Advocates for Texas succession from the United States believe they are on the verge of scoring a crucial victory. The Texas Republican Party's executive committee is set to vote over the weekend. Now, I should back up real quick. This was... This article is from uh, December 1st, so it's a couple, about a week and a half old. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, what the fuck? Did I lose it? That was it. Weekend. Uh, ballot proposal voters will decide during the Republican primary elections in the in March of 24. 
one measure would ask Republican voters, should the state of Texas reassert its status as an independent nation? Ahead of the vote, the Texas National Movement, or organization that supports Texas independence from the U.S., warned the GOP they have enough signatures to force a vote and question whether they support secession. Texas nationals have for years pushed for the referendum on uh, Texas secession, despite the fact that there is no pr- provision in to the, for the state to succeed in the U.S. Constitution. The state seceded from Mexico in 1836, spent nine years on its own before becoming a U.S. state. It also succeeded from the Union in 1861 before readmitted, re- readmitting following the end of Civil War in 19, or 19, 1870. So, now I'm reading this, and most of you guys that live in anywhere outside of Texas, <laughs> whether it's in this country or not, probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Now, why is that? Because no one else is talking about this. Why is that? Well, much like in 1859, and this was obviously before social media and cable news, <laughs> You know, South Carolina had the same ideas. We don't want the federal government telling us what we can do. They they believed, most of your states back in those days believed in that the state was able to govern itself. That they didn't need the federal government. And the federal government was like, mm, the fuck you do, we're the federal government. And I'm not talking about whoever was president. I'm not talking about Lincoln or or whoever else. It has nothing to do with that it's about keeping the union whole okay um they didn't want the news to spread because you figure how many states in the south used slave labor to to uh to make money essentially um you figure <laughs> south north carolina georgia tennessee you know, Alabama, Mississippi, <laughs> you know, keep on moving west there, Texas. Florida was still a territory at the time. Um, they, obviously, you don't want news to spread because if you have like-minded, back in this time, 18, in the late 1850s, well, during the 1800s, I should say, but at this particular time, all those states in the air, in the vicinity of South Carolina, they all... Um, needed the slave labor for one reason or another, whether it was for tobacco or for cotton, for the most part, right? So if South Carolina is trying to succeed from the Union, then maybe North Carolina wants to succeed. Maybe Tennessee wants to, Georgia and Alabama. So, and this was back 160, 170 years ago. Obviously, news traveled a lot slower than it does now. So why is nobody talking about this? Well, obviously, because if the reasons, and I'm going to get to those in a minute, why Texas wants to do this is similar reasons as to why maybe um, Louisiana or Mississippi or Alabama or Georgia or Florida or uh, Montana, Montana, or, you know what I'm saying? You can just, and and it's not going to be a North versus South because it's not a regional thing. It's an ideology thing. Okay, so in June of this year, our organization launched a petition campaign under the Texas Election Code 
172.088. The section of the election code allows voters by petition to place a question on the party's primary ballot. In short, by collecting uh, 97,709 signatures and then submitting them by the filing deadline of December 11th, we can actually bypass the SRE the SREC's ballot proposition proposition process and compel the party to place questions on the ballot. So that's tomorrow. So obviously, and from what I've been hearing and seeing, they've already got that number and then some. So if the question makes the primary ballot and passes. It would not be legally binding, nor would it mean Texas is actually succeeding from the U.S. Still, it would be a key victory for succession advocates who critics view as the fringe belief that would face significant hurdles in the general election. The letter notes that the question would be advisory only and offers Republican voters to share their thoughts on whether the state should become an independent nation. The organization argues that the party, by including the question on the ballot, would not be endorsing specific outcome, but instead backing the principles of app perspectives within the party diverse consideration. So um, the latest effort to push for the vote of succession also comes as Texas undergoes a major political shift. Texas cities and suburbs, once ruby red areas, keep the state safely Republican have shifted to Democrats in recent election cycles with President Joseph R. McGillicuddy flipping suburban counties like Austin and Dallas. The Democratic shift has sparked questions about political futures of the state as the GOP has faced. So they're in this article, they're trying to give you the idea that the reason is because of that. When other things that I've read, it, it has a lot to do with immigration or the lack of protection from immigration, illegal immigration, I should say. And that's why when I say it's not going to be Texas and, and the reason they're trying to keep it hush is because if this passes, it doesn't like this, like the article said, it doesn't automatically mean, okay, they're, they're out, they're done. But if it, if it gets enough momentum, will it happen? Can it happen? Is it legally allowed to happen? Does it matter if it's legally allowed to happen? Who knows? I'll get to that in a minute. But the causes of the Civil War back in the day. So, and the pressing issues, and, and I'm, tr- I'm going to try and link the issues of 160 years ago to today, and, and you'll, and you'll kind of understand where I'm going with this. Um, so the Civil War erupted from a variety of long-standing tensions and disagreements about American life and politics. For nearly a century... The people and politicians in the northern and southern states have been clashing over issues that finally led to war. Economic interest, cultural values, the power of the federal government to control the states, and most importantly, slavery in American society. While some of these differences might have been resolved peacefully through diplomacy, the institution of slavery was not among them. With the way of life steeped in old age traditions, and of, of course, we've got to go there, of white supremacy and mainly agricultural economy that depended on the labor of enslaved people, the southern states viewed enslavement as essential to their very survival. At the time of the Declaration of Independence in 1776, the enslavement of people 
not only remained legal in all 13 British colonies, but it also continued to play a significant role in their economies and societies. Prior to the American Revolution, the institution of slavery in America had become firmly established and being limited to persons of African ancestry in this atmosphere, the seeds of white supremacy were sown. Now, this is kind of a lie, and I'm not saying there weren't black slaves. Obviously, there was, but there was also slaves from China, from Ireland, from, you know, I mean, let's be real. If we're going to tell a story, be true. Okay. When the U.S. Constitution was ratified in 1789, very few, very few black people and no enslaved people were allowed to vote or own property. However, a growing movement to abolish slavery, slavery had led many northern states to enact abolitionist rules and abandon enslavement. With the economy based more on industry than agriculture, the North enjoyed the steady flow of European immigrants who impoverished refugees from potato famine of the 1840s and 50s. Many of these new immigrants would be hired as factory workers at low wages, thus reducing the need for enslaved people in the North. But you still didn't pay them for shit. <laughs> I think, and I've said this before, I think slavery just shifted, you know, and, and it's my opinion. In the southern states, longer growing seasons and fertile soils have established an economy... It's never good when I'm reading something. I start yawning. God, you've fallen asleep and re-listening to this fucking shit. Sorry, guys. It's it's late for me. I've been up since 3.30. Come on. I thought you were off today. Yeah, okay. I still get up at 3.30. I went to the gym. I did yard work. Come on. Give me some slack. <laughs> on agricultural fueled by sprawling plantations owned by white people. <laughs> Depending on... Obviously, I'm trying to... I had to find an article... They kind of gave a brief description of what happened. And, of course, we it's got to be all about hate whitey. When Eli Whitney, who was a white guy, by the way, invented the cotton gin, gin in 1793, uh, cotton became very profitable. Machine was able to reduce the time it took to separate seeds from the cotton. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to read the history of the cotton gin and slave, and slave people. So <laughs> we... In the South, they wanted slavery because, like I said, low or low to no wages, uh, people to pick the cotton and do and pick, you know, we talk about cotton, but it was also tobacco farmers and so on and so forth. But once again, that wasn't the key reason while why the sliver, sliver civil right. This, God damn it, Don. Read, quit reading while you're talking <laughs> while the Civil War happened. So. Since the time of the American Revolution, two camps emerged when it came to the role of government. Some people argued argued for greater rights for the states, and others argued that the federal government needed to have more control. The first organized government of the U.S. after the Revolution was under the Articles of Confederation. The 13 states formed a loose confederation with a very weak federal government. However, when the problems arose, the weakness of the articles caused the leaders of the time to come together at the Constitutional Convention to create, in secret, the U.S. Constitution. Strong proponents of states' rights like Thomas Jefferson and Patrick Henry were not present at the meeting. Many felt that the new Constitution ignored the rights of the states to continue and act independently. They felt that the states should have the right to decide if they were willing to upset certain federal acts and that's key because you got to think the civil war 
Okay, so we we have a, an idea in our head in this country that 1776, we gained our independence, and then that was that. And then there was a War of 1812 where Britain tried to get a little handsy again, and that was that. And then there was the Civil War. But <laughs> these things, once again, nothing happens like that. I mean, the U.S. Constitution wasn't even ratified. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to say this before I, of course, now the internet wants to go slow. Of course it does. God bless it. Yeah, I was going to say 86, so I was close. Um, yeah, the, the Constitution <laughs> wasn't even signed until 1787, and it wasn't even ratified, which means it wasn't made law until 1789. So you're talking about the country running on its own merit after the after, after the Revolutionary War of 1776. So you're talking 13 years before we even had a constitution of laws in this country. And during the time that this was being created, you had revolutionists like Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson who were actually opposed to the Constitution, or not not the whole thing, but parts of it. But they were outvoiced. Okay? Now, they... I'm trying to, trying to find the words here. So Thomas Jefferson felt that the federal government should have been in place to... Um, to keep the union together. Now, granted, we're only talking at the time there was only 13 states, but keep the union together and growth and expansion west. They knew that there was land westward. It's not like they thought that was the final frontier. They knew there was land. And the idea was to expand the country to make it a whole and be from sea to shining sea, so to speak. Um, but he also felt that the federal government was there to protect the union, but not control the union. Okay, He felt that every state would have its own government, thus a governor, with its own Senate or Congress, which every state has, that would make its own rules, ratify its only, own constitution, and enforce its own rules. And, it, and, and even in the Constitution, it's, it's not the, the federal government's role to tell the states what to do. And we had this argument, we had this conversation during covid and you had some states that said, oh, you know, Biden said we have to do this. That's what we have to do. The CDC says we have to do this. That's what we have to do. And we didn't have to do that because we don't have to do that. <laughs> and even Biden backtracked. And I'm not, I, I know, I, I get it, guys. I'm all over the road. Just bear with me, please. Even Biden himself had to backtrack. We have to wear a mask. We have to have a mask mandate. We have to do this. And we, you can't fuck you. We're in Florida. We're not doing that. Okay, well, you have to do it in federal buildings. Okay, cool, whatever. Federal buildings. You just won't go to them. <laughs> anyway, um, this resulted in the ideas of nullification, whereby the states would have the right to rule federal acts unconstitutional. The federal government denied states this right. However, proponents such as John Calhoun, who resigned as vice president to represent South Carolina in the Senate, fought vehemently for nullification, 
with nullification would not work, and many of the southern states felt that they were no longer respected, they moved towards the thoughts of succession. And I think that that right there explains everything you need to know about what's going on in Texas. It's not about slavery. It's not about, you know, uh, black people not own land. It's not about that, but about this right here. About the federal, the states and versus federal, the states' rights versus federal rights. And and Texas, of all the 50 states, I mean, granted, Texas, the people nowadays, but the history of Texas, I guess I should say, versus all 50 states, understand that Texas was a, a, a country unto its own before becoming a state. Well, so was California. No, no, no. California was part of Mexico, much like Texas was. But then Texas won its independence from Mexico, becoming its own country. Kind of like the United States was a part of Britain and then won its independence from Britain to become its own country. You understand? Now, to say that Texas can't be its own country again would be like saying that if the War of 1812 had gone the other way and Britain had won, but then we fought in the War of 1825 that we weren't allowed to succeed from Britain because it's not allowed. You, you've you already lost. You see, so it's cool if one person does it, but not if the other. Now, a couple of things, and I, I don't have the specific numbers. I'm just spitballing here, but I saw a video. And if, if Texas were to su- succeed, they would have, like, I think it was the 13th highest GDP country in the world, uh, the 50th most populated country in the world, uh, one of the top militaries in the world. So it's not that, you know, and even like Texas size wise, you know, if you, if you look at the land would be a pretty big country. Um, but the problem isn't, isn't Texas. It isn't about the federal government, about Texas, Texas, Succeeding from the union. The problem is, is if Texas is trying to succeed because of the state's rights versus the federal rights or the government of the federal telling them what to do and not helping them with illegal immigration and those types of things, the state, and it's much like the state of Florida, like the state of Florida is bad as the country is doing with a deficit and those types of things. The state of Florida, much like the state of Texas, and I'm sure there's other states in the union, they run on a surplus, which means they're not in a deficit. Even though the country, the federal government, is in a deficit, you have states that are not because you have states that are governed the right way. So if Texas were to choose to succeed and become the country of Texas, why wouldn't Florida think the same thing or whoever else? And then God forbid if Texas and, you know, just for shits and giggles, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, you know, Tennessee, all decided to become one country. Now, you're going to hear a lot about as this starts to gain steam. Once again, 
D-Tom here first with the story. But as this starts to gain steam, and the reason I say you're going to probably start hearing about it is the vote, the, the, uh, the uh, fucking thing. I can't remember what it's called, but it comes in tomorrow. It's the 11th. Um, fuck, what is it called? <laughs> it's not a ballot. It's a, it is a something. Proposition? No. Referendum? No. What are they doing? They're signing a petition. Petition, Don. That's what it is. A petition. Hi. I'm an idiot. So, if Texas, I don't know why, I'm confusing succession with Texas and it's it's Texas. I think they're calling it Texit on, on Twitter. Um, but te- Texas succeeding from the U.S. would mean war. And this is what law experts say. Are they right? Are they right? Who knows? Let's see. Texans hoping that the Lone Star State eventually breaks away from the rest of the nation to form a new country are likely to be disappointed when considering what the Supreme Court once said about their options for succession. Now, real quick, do you know why it's called the Lone Star State? Anybody? Bueller? Okay, the America... The, the America, <laughs> our flag, the United States of America's flag, has what, 50 stars, right? Do you know what those stars represent? States, right, states. So 50 states, 50 stars, right? Does anybody know what the, the 13 stripes represent? Anybody? 13 colonies, right? Very good, very good. 13 colonies, that's smart, that's good. But anyway, Lone Star State, state the Texas uh, state flag has what? One star, Lone Star State, one star. Why does it have one star? Because the country, the Republic of Texas, is its own entity. It is one. It has one star. It has one state. It is, is, it, is, it, it is itself. Interesting, right? Anyway, a case following the Civil War made it clear that the state's succession from the United States is unlikely, an untenable scenario. In 1868, Texas versus White decision, the court said that leaving the Union can only happen through two ways. Revolution or consent of states. Hmm. Where therefore Texas became one of the United States, she entered into an indissoluble dissoluble <laughs> relation. The union between Texas and the other states was as complete as perpetual and indissoluble as a union between the original states that broke up before. So they did break up before. So it is dissolusable, dis- dissoluble. <laughs> There's no place for reconsideration or rec- revocation except through revolution or through the consent of states. So it's interesting how this isn't allowed, but unless of these two things. <laughs> so it isn't allowed, but it is allowed, right? Maybe, no. <laughs> it's like, if it's not allowed, it's not allowed, right? I mean, if, if you're telling me it's not allowed, then it's it's not allowed. But if you're telling me it's allowed through through um, these two entities, then it's possibly to be allowed. Now, I guess the question would be <laughs> revolution if if Texas was to fight its way out, so to speak, 
how would that go now would would your federal government would the the army navy marines you know would they invade texas would it be uh would it be and this is where it's going to get interesting folks so just follow me here would it be the our 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 u.s military versus the texas national guard so to speak would there's bases in there's uh United States military bases in Texas, would they abandon? Would those individuals turn favor? Would they fight American citizens? Or would they be not considered American citizens? Would they be considered enemy combatants, Texans? Would you, as a military person, who swore an oath to, to protect the Constitution of the United States... Be willing to turn on your own people. Or is all of this something that are, uh, that they, the evolution, did they knew could happen or was on the verge of happening? Nothing verge of happening, like I said, nothing happens overnight. When I say the verge of happening, we're talking five, ten years. Why do you ask that question, Don? Well, why do you think? Now, let's think about this. Before Trump was president, oh, here he goes. He's going to talk about Trump. Okay, hold on. Before Trump was president, we had an immigration problem in this country with Barack Obama. Not anywhere near, oddly enough, as bad as it is now, but nonetheless, a problem still. Trump comes in. We're building the wall. We're stopping this. We're going to keep these people from coming in our country. If they want to come in, they got to do it the right way. Right? Of course, he's racist, he's this, he's xenophobic, he's that, blah, 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 right? Um, we spent four years of having to deal with the atrocities of what they did to him to try and get him out of office, get him impeached, get him put in jail, get him whatever, to bring in Joe Biden to literally open the door to all these people. Now, I talked about this the other day when Dick Durbin said, maybe with the numbers being so low for enrollment or enlistment into our armed forces, that we start letting these illegals become military people. And then if they serve admirably, admirably, I'm not drinking, I swear to God, um, they become U.S. citizens. Well, here's the problem, or not, not the problem, not the problem for them, but here's, here's where this all is going to start making a little more sense. What if the whole goal of this mass illegal migration of military age males and that's been a key that you've been seeing on the news you've been seeing on twitter you've been seeing it everywhere that a lot of people are asking the questions these are military age men and you don't see families you don't see the military age man with his wife and child you just see a hundred military age men right look if you don't if you don't know what i'm talking about look it up Go to Twitter, go to wherever, you'll see it. You'll see hundreds of these, thousands of these people from various countries just crossing our borders that are in their 20s from wherever. <laughs> from China, from Mexico, Honduras, wherever, Central America, from the Middle East, from, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not necessarily all uh, from South and Central and America and Mexico it's not it's not that so 
what if now Dick Durbin saying, oh, maybe we let these illegal aliens become military people because our numbers are so low. Well, then, yeah, now you get these people not to be right and sound racist. And here we go. Here's a Southern guy talking about uh, succession and, and brown people. And then just hang tight because this has nothing to do with that. If you're a black person, if you're if you're a, OK, let me put it this way. If you're an American, period, whether you're white, brown, Hispanic, Asian purple, green, I don't give a fuck if you're an American and if you're an American, okay, and you love this country, you might hate the government and you might hate certain things about this country, but you love this country, you wouldn't want to live anywhere else. They're coming for you. They don't give a fuck (laughs) that you voted for Biden. They don't care. It's not about that. Okay, forget all the bullshit. The whole point of everything that's been going on through the media situation, through the Antifa and the BLM and the white cops beating up black people and killing black people and, the, and this and the that is to cause division amongst us, to separate the American people from each other. Okay, in the meantime, we're going to let all these foreign nationals into our country illegally. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to put them in our military. So then, oh, by the way, when they want to enforce federal law on you, and this is what's going to bleed into the next show. And you'll understand what I'm talking about when you listen to the next show on Tuesday. If you have these foreign nationals that don't give a fuck about you, whether you're white, black, or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're an American. Fuck you. They will have no problem shooting you. Do you understand? So if Texas were to go through with this and it went down the ropes of a revolution, who's going to join them? Because there's plenty of other states that are feeling the same problems as Texas. So why do you suppose that they're allowing hundreds of thousands of millions of people in the past three plus years to cross that border unequivocally unequivocally, (laughs) and then given, you know, uh, I don't want to say passports, but, you know, they're giving money. Where do you want to go? Here's a plane ticket. Where do you want to go? You want to go here? Yeah. And they're and they're spreading these people out amongst the along the country. It's not like they're all in Texas. They're everywhere. What are they doing? Are they working? Do you see them at the local grocery store? Now, in years past, and if you live in the South, you'll understand what I'm talking about, especially if you live in Florida uh, or in, like, Georgia or whatever. But in the past 30 years that I can recall, the, the, the majority of the people, let's just put it that way, where I live in Florida, you know, Central Florida, there's a lot of strawberry plants. There's a lot of orange groves. There's a lot of these things. And most of the people that work in those fields are Hispanic. I don't even want to say Mexicans because I don't know. They could be from Honduras as far as I know, whatever. Um, but with the amount of people coming in from the South, <laughs> wherever they're coming from, where are they going? Are they, I don't see them in Florida out there picking fruit. 
You guys seeing them in in your states out there picking fruit or doing whatever? No, they they just like they've dispersed amongst the country, and they're and they're doing something. But what are they doing? No one's asking these questions. We're just bitching about the problem. We're not wondering what what's going on. When could it be possible <laughs> that all of this is happening to build an army? Is it possible? I, I'm just asking a question here, guys. You know, the the other possibility was the commercial that popped up on my computer, the consent of states. Okay, so what is that? So, um, so let me see. So, um, the consent of states, a relationship between states. So this is out of the Constitution. Uh, new states may be admitted to the Congress, or I'm sorry, by the Congress into this union, but no new state shall be formed or erected. <laughs> he said erected. Within the ju- uh, jurisdiction of any other state, nor any state be formed by the junction of two or more states or parts of states without consent of legislation of states as well as known as Congress. So in other words, they're saying, so for example, you've probably heard this, especially if you live in California, but they're trying to, there's part of California trying to succeed from California. I think it's called Jeff, Jeff, Jeffersonian, Jeff, something like that. And then there's parts of Oregon that wants to merge with Idaho. And so you're having a lot of this talk around the country about succession, not necessarily from the union, but from you have areas of states wanting to get out of those states. It's kind of the same thing. But the key is, is if you have enough people to agree on it. So if Texas were to call for a uh, consent of states, um, and you had enough people to vote on it, the key is, is who votes on it and are they want to be part of it too? Or will they be part of the revolution? And it makes me, and like I said, it just makes me question if that has anything to do with why you're seeing for the past three plus years this mass migration of male, military-aged male people. Just saying. I'm just asking a question. Be a lot easier for those people to pull the trigger than it would be for me or you. So, we had uh, the last Republican debate the other day. Um, from uh, this is the last debate before the the voting kind of starts. The 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 uh, fucking uh, primaries start in January. Now, I'll say this about that. Didn't watch it. Don't care. These people are playing for second. They're not even playing for second place. They're just playing for four losers. I'm, I'm sorry. No offense to any of them. I love Ron DeSantis. But, I mean, let's be real, right? And I think if you guys listened or watched it or whatever, or saw highlights, Vivek Ramas, Ramaswamy really kind of said he did his mic drop moment. And at this point... I would say of the four of them, none of them stand a chance in hell to become president, period. But I think at this rate, Vivek's 
positioning for something. Oh, he's trying to be vice president. I don't think I don't think Trump's going to go down that road. I don't know. Is it going to be Tucker? Is it going to be Vivek? Is it going to be DeSantis? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Katie Hott? Is, you know, who is it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think he's positioning, pos- positioning himself for something, though. I mean, because he, he went after him. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform? That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech? That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing when it's convenient. And then you notice how when he starts talking about the media, the the people running the thing are like, oh, oh, well, he can't do that. He's, you know, but he's obviously positioning for something. So... What does it what does it all mean? And what if if civil war is gonna happen, right? Well, Trump, we don't want Trump. You know, Trump's gonna So there's a lot of talk. If you if you really look for stuff on Twitter, and there's a mic Don, so you should probably look for the thing there. And as we approach an hour on this show, I'm going long. I'm not gonna cover the second part that I told you I was gonna talk about. That'll be a new show, so just stick with me through this. But if you if you go through Twitter X whatever and start looking and you dig and you go on and you dig and you dig and you go on uh, internet and you dig you'll find stuff. So it is it is said to believe by a lot of people that the country is in an undeclared civil war, um, and this is this is from a post from um, E W Stiggs. Okay, he writes. The country is in an undeclared civil war. When President Trump is back in the White House, he's going to have to take the same action that President Lincoln took in order to save this republic during the Civil War. Or, you know, back in 1860. Uh, Arrest and indict the most uh, egregious media people than arrest uh, of corporate politicians in both parties should follow. Now, before I read on, and I'm going to dig into that here in just a second, you're thinking, Don, that's you can't do that. That's freedom of the press. That's uh, abolishing the First Amendment. That's just <laughs> cool. I get you. Reading that is hard to digest, but President Lincoln did this stuff. Okay? He called for the arrest of a chief justice of the Supreme Court after he declared what what uh, Lincoln was trying to do to uh, evade habeas corpus uh, unconstitutional. Co- unconstitutional. Then Lincoln huh, wanted uh, called for his arrest, and then he backed out. So don't think that we... I'm not trying to say that Lincoln wasn't a great president, and he did the things he had to do. But he did the things he had to do, and a lot of the things he did was unconstitutional. Say what you want about it. Okay. I also 
claim that he's one of the reasons we have the IRS and things that we have today. So he's not necessarily the the innocent great president that we want to believe that he is as far as he freed the slaves. Yay. But he also did a lot of dirty things to do that. Okay. Now you have this E.W. Stiggs, not for nothing, but he's a black gentleman. He's calling for Trump to do a lot of the similar things. Now that is going to be a hard pill to swallow. So you got to think back in this time, Lincoln did this to like 300 something newspapers and arrested or, you know, had locked up, um, a, a lot of Southern, um, Congress and senators and stuff like that under the guides of, you know, of, of the civil war. Now, can you imagine now he, this, this gentleman is referring to undeclared civil war between people. Now, I think, and this is something that I still can see happening. And I, and you hear a lot of people talk about, well, well, Biden's not going to make it through to, through the, through this, through he, you know, till his term, this term is up. And I don't, I don't know that that's wrong. I don't know that that's right, but I don't know that it matters if there's even going to be an election. Because if something happens in the next, I mean, you got almost a year before the election and you're going to have your primaries and that's all fine and dandy. But if there's a civil war, let's say, if Texas declares its independence from the United States of America, if Dick Durbin gets his way and they can have all these illegal immigrants become military men, if then that military turns on its own people. Well, much like what Lincoln did, there'll be martial law. Which means no voting. Which means that whoever is in charge continues to be in charge. Uh, I mean, if, if for nothing else, you can look at... Um, Ukraine right now. It's what Zelensky did. Essentially. So, when, um, this, this from another post, the uncomfortable truth. When Trump takes the Oval Office after winning in the 2024 election, there's going to, to have to be a radical purge of the U.S. government agencies and departments. The corporate media must be included in this purge. President Lincoln set the president back um, during the Civil War. Otherwise, it would be obstruction, sabotage, and treason for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. President Trump must have a plan in place to deal with the civil unrest and the barrage of legal challenges when an election will be the first round of a 15-round heavyweight fight. Now, what what does it all mean? Okay, so obviously... The country is so divided with when it comes to Trump that it's not even funny, in all honesty. Because a lot of people, 40-some-odd percent of people, believe that what the media is telling them about him. 
Now, when I tell you that they don't give a shit about you, I mean you. I mean all of you. Me, the people that you don't like, the people that don't like you. All of us. The difference is, is they have been have manipulated almost half of the population into this this group of people that think we are are the assholes when in actuality they don't give a fuck about a hundred percent of us not fifty percent of us they're using that other fifty percent as uh as foot soldiers I guess would be a good way to put it. And then you come in behind them with the real military, and they're going to be the first ones to go. So, I, I, I'm just a guy, okay? I, you know, I've said this hundreds of times, and you guys know, if you're listening to the show for the hundredth time or the first time, I'm just a dude. I, I'm just a guy. I've got a full-time job. I do a part-time podcast. I kind of know a little bit about something. And these are just ideas that go through my head. But the fact that there's so many people that don't want to listen to to these ideas. And, and I, oh, here we go. Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Now Don Q is fucking going crazy. Lizard Illuminati. No, I'm not. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> and for the people that personally know me, okay, that, and, I, and I, I'm going to, that's a low number. That listen to the show, the thousands of people that listen to the show, <laughs> the number of people that personally know me is a very small number. Okay. Now, a couple of you have listened to the show forever, and I appreciate the hell out of y'all. Okay. So, obviously, you might think that, well, sometimes Don might be a little crazy, but he kind of sounds like he might be a little right. Okay, now I also have people that might have listened to the show that I personally know at one time or another, pers- you know, actually listened to the show and probably thought, what the fuck does this dude know? He's just doing his job on a daily basis. How does he know anything about anything? He's just a fucking moron. Okay, cool. That's fine. Maybe I am. But the fact that you're still listening to the show leads me to believe that you think the same thing and that shit could happen. And if Trump is to win, and I, and I even do it on the reverse, if Trump loses, what happens? So there's going to be a major discrepancy, a major disturbance, I guess would be a better word, come November 8th, whenever voting is, that is going to rock this country. I mean, it's going to rock it. We thought when Trump won in 16, how they, oh, they're screaming, ah, you know, remember that? That's nothing. And even when Trump lost and we looked at January 6th and that kind of stuff, that's nothing. Whether he wins or he loses, I'm telling you right now, there is going to be a fight like you've never seen before. Now, and I'm going to say this because I'm not afraid of the fight, but I don't want to make myself the target of the fight. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. If you're a Trump supporter, fine. Trump support, be a fan, 
If you want to wear the hat, wear the hat. If you want the bumper sticker on your car, fine. You do you. I'm not here to tell you any different. But just know that you've marked yourself as the enemy to these people. And when I say these people, I'm not necessarily talking about the Karens of the world. I'm talking about they. I'm talking about the they. Okay? Now, when I say foot soldiers, and I'm talking about the the soy boy, so to speak, the division of this country, the fifty, the other 50%, when I call them foot soldiers, that's what I mean. Well, you've marked yourself as a supporter, as an obvious supporter. You're wearing the hat. You got the bumper sticker. Don't be surprised that come around election time, especially if he wins, that you don't go to the grocery store, go to Walmart, go to the mall, go to wherever, that you won't find a brick in your window. Just saying. Don't be surprised if you get confronted in person. Why am I saying that? Well, if I'm telling you this, you know it's probably going to happen somewhere, some somehow. Just be prepared. Number one, don't be surprised. Number two, or <laughs> number one part B, I guess. Be aware that come, whenever voting is, I don't know, November 7th, 8th, whenever it is next year, be aware that we're going to see shit hit the fan like I don't think we've ever seen. In the meantime, over the next 11 months, we're going to have a state, one of the largest states in this country, try to get out. Also, in the meantime... For three-plus years, we've had an erroneous number of illegal aliens coming to this country. Now we're thinking about making them military members. In the meantime, that's going to happen. Is any of the other 49 states going to try and follow Texas? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Is Texas going to actually succeed in succession? Probably not. But will it all come to a head? Will that be the catalyst to stop the vote in November? And would Biden actually try to use what Lincoln did, where this one guy is calling for Trump to have to do it? Will it be done beforehand? You got to think, Lincoln did those things to save the Union, right? (laughs) what if just asking a question not that Biden would have this idea but he would have to be the the catalyst behind it someone had to go hey president that's what we need to do assuming he's even around at that point but I could see him or whoever invoking Lincoln and what he did and trying to shut down now if Trump were to do this, he would try and shut down like CNN and MSNBC and Washington, you know, Post and New York Times, you know, whoever, right? If Biden were to try and do this, podcasts go away, internet goes down, uh, Fox News, Newsmax, you know, Twitter, um, people like me and and other bigger, obviously, podcast and and uh, influencers and stuff like that go away. Not that you're gonna, they're gonna come knocking on my door and kill me. Not saying that, um, possibly, but I'm not saying that. 
but I won't be able to do this. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's what, you know, the other day I talked about solar flares and how the internet could go down and be like an EMP attack and stuff like that. You notice how they're always telling us, oh, solar flares could happen and it could drop the internet and the internet would be out for a while. Oh God, what are you going to do? Maybe, maybe all of that is bullshit. <laughs> just hear me out. And they're just saying these things to prepare you so when they flip the switch and turn it off, you won't be surprised and you're going to think, holy fuck, solar flare, I actually did it. But it'll be a way to stop the information. What Lincoln did was he silenced newspapers. Well, who reads a newspaper? I mean, I'm being not being I'm being serious. Most of us get our information off the internet, whether it's on your phone or you're sitting at a computer. You shut the internet down, that goes away. <laughs> so, as much as this one gentleman wants to pro proclaim that, you know, uh, Trump's going to have to do what Lincoln did back in 1865, hmm. <laughs> who's to say that Biden doesn't do the same thing now in conjunction with fuck is that light that always freaks me out <laughs> in conjunction with that looks like a flashlight coming through my window oh, whatever um, in conjunction with uh, fuck I forgot what I was going to say but anyway you guys get the point I'm sorry I just see lights keep on shining in my window I'm like fuck here I'm talking about this shit and now they're coming to get me right <laughs> But anyway, um, who's to say that all of this isn't just a build-up to the end? Like I said, nothing happens immediately. It takes time. To build up an army, it takes time. I don't know the exact numbers from the immigration situation, but I want to say it's a couple million. That makes one hell of an army if most of those are men, military-age men. Could you keep on hearing that term, military-age men? And no one's connecting the dots. No one's saying the thing that, that wants to be said. They're constantly talking about military age men, military age men. What, what is your point? Why do you keep saying that? Why don't you say what you're thinking? You're obviously thinking these are military age men. So why don't you say what you're thinking? See, I think, I think this is where your mass media, your major news people are either in on it or don't want to say the truth or say what they really think is the truth. We're led to believe that these military-age men are coming in from China and, mil and from the Middle East, and they're going to stage a, uh, an invasion from the inside. And I'm not saying that's 100% wrong. I just think they're looking at it the wrong way. I think they're thinking, oh, these are going to be like terror cells. These are going to be like the Chinese nationalists are coming in, and they're going to invade from the inside. But in the meantime, you have a senator calling for them to become part of our military. So maybe these military-age men that were led to believe could be coming in to, to become terror cells and whatever from the inside are actually just going to be become, of our, become part of our military to enforce their freaky rules. And the first step would be any state trying to succeed from the Union over state versus federal rights. We're not going to have that. And it's important, and this is where I'm going to leave the show. 
All right, see ya. No. Um, <laughs> the next show I'm going to do continues on about states versus federal rights, and we're going to talk about how we in different states, our states' rights were violated by the federal government during COVID. And we've talked about this before, and I'm not going to do a whole show about COVID, but I'm going to do a show about COVID, okay? No. It's going to be about what's coming next, okay? And the constant barrage of atrocities by this federal government. And it just happens to coincide, much like it did in 2020, with an election. Well, Don, Trump was president back there. Right, but if you believe in the deep state versus the 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 government, I guess, or the if you believe that the deep state is an entity on its own, there is no Republican, there is no Democrat. It's the deep state. They're in it for themselves. Okay. What I'm going to cover on the next show is going to piggyback off of what we talked about here in a sense of what's coming up next. And it's going to all coincide. And you'll understand what I'm talking about, about what has already happened, what's going to happen. And then it just is going to, it's a very confusing time because there's so many different things that are happening that are all the same thing. They're different, but but they're the same. And what, what do you mean, Don? It's very, it's very hard for me to try and explain it to you if you can't see what I'm seeing. You have what's going on right now in Texas that no one's talking about. You have what's going on at the southern border that it's being talked about, but it's not really being talked about. We're just complaining about it. We're not really talking about it. We're just complaining. And even though the key words are being said there, military age men, we're not asking the question, what do you mean by that? Well, you want to build up the army so you can fight any succession, but you also want to fight. you got to fight. Because during COVID, and I'm going to say this again in a couple of days, so just hang tight. But during COVID, we, me and Chris, had this discussion, whether it was on the show or to ourselves, that if... They want to force the vaccine on us. Well, how would they do that? Well, the military. Well, yeah, I'm not a military. I don't see them doing that. You know, these are regular American people. They're not going to just come in here and, you know, you know, well, they swore an oath to the Constitution. Yeah, but the Constitution doesn't say nothing about forcing drugs on its people, blah, blah, blah. Right? That was our argument. Well, I'm here to say, well, maybe Chris was right in the sense that it will be the military. It might not be the military that we know right now. But it might be the military that's coming through the back door. All right, guys. That's all I got for you today. Hope I didn't confuse you too much. I hope you understand where I'm going. And please, I I urge you to listen to the show on Tuesday because it's going to be the same exact thing. No, it's going to kind of tie a bow on this. So... With that being said, guys, please follow us on social media if you're on there, uh, Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the ticker talker at Don't Tread on America on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775 and on the website DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could please, please make sure you're following the show, share this with your friends. And I'm going to ask a favor. If you guys are on Twitter, the Twitter X machine, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something shamelessly myself. 
And if I can get you guys, even if it's just one or five or ten of y'all, to to do me a favor. I think I want to try and get this show to the next level. Now, how am I going to do that? I'm going to need donation. No, I'm going to need you guys, if you're on Twitter, okay, if you're X, whatever it's called, um, I'm going to need you guys to start bombarding Sam Tripoli, um, Charlie Robinson, um, and let me see. Let me let me give you a list of names here. I need you to please bombard everyone. No, uh, I think I'm going to do a shameless plug. Okay, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to go and and start hitting up. So Johnny, if you listen to Tinfoil Hat. Uh, and if you listen to Broken Sim, they uh, Sam Triple E's the host, the main guy. Uh, but then you have um, you have Johnny Woodard, and then like Xavier XG. Um, I'm gonna start tweeting at them about getting this show involved. Now I was on a show with Charlie Robinson back in September. Um, we still kind of communicate a little bit on uh, Twitter and or the Facebook. So. I don't know. I, I think it's time to just try and do shameless plugs, shameless uh, something, <laughs> something. I, I've got to try and um get into uh, one of these shows somehow or another, and um, you know, you know what I'm saying. So if you guys are so inclined, and you think the show's worth branching out and being bigger maybe you could help me out so i don't look like the the jackass trying to beg some of these guys for me to be on their show but uh if you guys could do it for me that'd be great you know so anyway uh you guys have a great day uh it's uh what is today today is sunday december 10th 2023 i'll be back on tuesday to finish rambling on about how the government wants to kill us and we're all gonna die other than that, you guys have a great day. Don't forget, D Tom Store, guys. You still got a little bit of time. You got a little bit of time. Check it out. And uh, if nothing else, start shopping for Valentine's Day, right? Right? Valentine's Day? No? All right. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday.